0: In Poland, Dzień dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen was In Ghana, aquaba In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saubona. In Senegal, nangadé. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all.
2: Tune in
3: to end Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. To hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soul for Solutions. And call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon.
1: Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We have some soulful solutions with Dr. Debbie Green, and this is the show for you if you have ever experienced
4: betrayal.
1: Have you ever been taken advantage of, lied on, or neglected in some way by a person you thought loved you or cared for you in some way? Everyone has experienced this in some fashion, some way or another, and this is the act of betrayal. Betrayal is an action or behavior of falsely behaving and violating a person's trust or confidence. The most common forms of betrayal are harmful disclosure of confidential information, disloyalty, infidelity, and dishonesty. Join Dr. Debbie Green today to discuss this matter in full today on Soulful Solutions and we want you to go to Soul Solutions on Facebook, and you can see the beautiful face of Good morning, good morning, good morning, good
3: morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, 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 welcome. Let me get you on here. Yes. There you go. There you go. I had some uh, difficulty in hearing. Can you hear me okay?
1: Yes. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Yeah, I think
3: I got it now. Okay, yeah, I got it now. There you go. Okay. Good morning. Good All morning. Right. Good yes. morning. Good morning. Well, welcome, welcome, social solutions. And I'm Doctor Debbie Green. Thank you for having me this morning. We had a pretty good uh topic lined up, yes. actually.
5: <laughs> the art.
3: Oh. oh my goodness, the act. I would say not art the, the <laughs> over act, For some people oh, it's an show. art. They do it so oh, much.
5: Oh my
3: goodness. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things, Naima, that some people do it deliberately, and some people just do it. Mm. You know, it's it's a part of their character. That, yeah, the it, character. It, it, it it can be a part of character. I know that sounds a little odd, but you're like, how can someone just do that and not understand the ramifications after they do it and how they are affected. Yeah, you, you know, know,
1: I'm thinking I it, think it
3: affects
1: somebody
3: with, else. Yes, yes. You know, I'm
1: thinking it has to do with a person being selfish. They do things for their own self-interest without regard to how it's hurting somebody else. So, I guess that's a reflection of character. Uh, it is, it is. And what
3: we're going to be doing, we're going to examine that. You know, what is it, and why. Do people do it? But most of all, how can how can we heal from that? Yeah. How can we heal from that? Because one thing about betrayal, it began years ago. You know, I mean, yeah. if we understood the the biblical context, betrayal happened in the Garden of Eden. You know, <laughs> it happened there. It, it just went, it started year. I mean, eons ago, enough, and again, you know, you trust somebody do it so do easily. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People <laughs> do it so easily. So, um,
4: I want to uh, bring a definition to it, but most of all, I want to bring a meaning to it mm. because
3: a lot of people, um, like I said, sometimes we we feel, oh, I know I've been betrayed before. I I know what that feels like. Um, I'm aware of that. You know, someone did this to me. Someone did that to me, and. Well, let's let's break it down a little bit. Let's Mm -hmm. break it down so we know exactly what it is. And I also want to let you know there's different types of betrayal. They're not it's not just oh someone betraying your trust or your confidence or your information. Betrayal goes a long way. Mm. Yeah, it goes it goes so it's so many different types of betrayal, um, and it's very painful. It, it does leave a lingering emotional void. Yes, a, a wound. A wound, yes, it can, it can, and especially if one doesn't heal from it, because they're going to those uh, actions <laughs> of vengeance. They're going into the actions of unforgiveness. Because they don't know, you know, our human spirit, Naima, even our souls don't really know how to react to something like that. Yes. I I really call it, I know we have the deadly seven sins, but really and truly, I think this ranks up there Mm -hmm. on that level. Betrayal. Yes. Yes, Betrayal does. So, so... So that we can know exactly what that is. It is the act of something or someone, you know, um, um, violating mm. you, mm. Mm. violating your trust, violating your, violating your confidence. confidence, violating your dignity, mm. violating your integrity. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's that's. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's a violation,
5: mm,
3: and I don't wow. think people realize what a violation does to the human spirit.
1: Yes. When you when you trust it's someone, it's a violation, and then they betray you. They violate your trust, and uh,
3: because you you yeah, have opened yourself up principles. to them.
1: Yeah, because have Yes.
3: Yes have principles. We have principles. So when we, when someone violates our trust, they violate every part of us. You know, I, I, I call it. You really feel stepped, stepped on.
5: Oh,
3: wow. Yeah, that's. You really do.
1: That's that's a good visual representation of the feeling. Yes, stepped on.
3: Yeah. You, you you felt I think you feel like someone can step on your heart because that's what it makes you feel. Right there in that moment. And you know, you got the primary effects which is the initial the initial uh first beginning of what it happened, but then you'll realize something. It's a secondary effect of that thing that lingers. Yeah. If there's no closure Betrayal doesn't bring closure, Naima. Right. It leaves it open. Yeah. See, that's the reason why it affects us so, because there's no closure. Now, you now you have some people after they do it, they may, if they have a sense of integrity with them, they may come back and say to you, "Oh, I'm so sorry for whatever they did." Now it's up to the person that receives that to say okay, I accept that, but guess what? It still doesn't take away the pain. So what happens if
1: a person not only does not apologize for whatever the infraction was, they don't even acknowledge that it happened, so you're left with the feelings of anger because they betrayed your trust, and then they just move on as if, oh, well, you know, that didn't happen and never acknowledge it, even if confronted. How do, how does one deal with that?
3: Well, okay, so that is what we call the hidden secret, okay? Mm-hmm. And that, like you said, they didn't come and bring any closure, right? So now ain't no, ain't no one saying nothing. Mm. So now it becomes a hidden secret, and I, and that hidden secret, because it's no closure. So now when I see you or if I hear about you, guess what I'm going to think? I'm going to think about that immediately. The emotion of that act is just going to raise up in me. You understand what I'm saying? Because there was no communication. There was no act of love to eradicate this damage. Mm. that occurred. And it's a damage. I don't and I really don't think people understand the severity of betrayal.
1: Yes.
3: Especially from a dear friend or a loved one or or someone you thought was close to you, someone you thought that loved you and then they did something. Okay, let's break it down a little more, okay? I want to give you the four areas now remember, the act of betrayal is violation of confidence, violation of disclosure. Okay, that means you trusted someone with something, whatever that something was. Was it information? Was it your your uh your ability to say hey in confidence? You know, you confided in someone, but they that that secret became open. Mm-hmm. So you you confided in someone, and they went behind your back, because betrayal is never in front of your face.
5: Ooh.
3: Yeah, It's always what we call a backstabbing mode. Okay. And like I told you, this is something that's been happening since eons of time. Judas betrayed Jesus you see what I'm saying mm. it's the act of betrayal right so let's yeah. go fast forward what what does what does that that do to you know what 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 is what areas does that affect in our life so let's let's break that down a little bit let's let's break that down there's four there's four there's there's some common forms of betrayal. The first one is harmful disclosure of privacy. Mm -hmm. Something I told you in privacy, but you went and you told someone else. And I didn't know. Okay, now it becomes a hidden secret. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't know you told somebody else. Mm -hmm. They know about me. I didn't know that they didn't know. So all this time I'm walking around thinking, that, you know, what I said, in incompetence, no one else knew, but everybody knows. I just don't know. Everybody knows. Everybody's snickering and talking behind my back, knowing something that they shouldn't have known in the first place. So harmful disclosures, one. The next one is disloyalty. Mm. I thought you were my loyal friend, but you went and dated somebody that I, that I cared for. You turned around and and did some unlawful acts. Mm. But I thought you were loyal to me. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. I I thought you were. I thought you you were this person that cared enough about my well being, not to hurt me or injure me in any way. Again, violation. Then it goes to another level, infidelity. Oh, that, that's a big one. You see what I'm saying? That's a big so one. So now I thought again that you loved me. I thought you were loyal to me. I thought I could confide in you. I could trust you with my heart and my mind. But you stepped on me. You took my heart for granted. hmm you betrayed me in a place where I never existed, that I never thought you would do. And we go to that last one, which is dishonesty. Mm. Lies upon lies that I caught you in. All this time, I'm living with you. I'm breathing with you. I'm 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 staying with you. I thought you were a part of me and I'm a part of you, but then I found out you was dishonest. Mm. See, all of these acts of betrayal leaves what they call a mental contamination, Mm. okay? Mm. It's a mental contamination behind that. And I don't think, again, most people, they get irritated, they get agitated, they get frustrated then they get this thing called anger behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And that anger then starts seeping down into the deepest pits of their heart, and now they are traumatized by that betrayal. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the way to thing. That's why I call it a mental contamination, because they can be. A mother can, you know, betray her daughter. A father can betray his son. Yeah. You know? It, one thing about it, it doesn't have any uh, respect to persons. Mm-mm. It can happen between anything and anyone at any time. And
1: yeah, I had I had a friend who, uh, I guess they were deeply hurt by this situation. Um, they were they were working abroad and sending money back home and, you know, they thought their mother was, was, you know, keeping it safe, you know, managed their mother, managing, you know, the account that it was being sent to and they thought when they returned they had a certain amount of money saved up and when they, return home they found that their mother had spent the money on various things for herself you know trips things like that and the money was nearly gone and this friend was devastated because you know you trust your mother and there just didn't seem to be any guilt or remorse about it you know um and he he developed a drinking problem after that because the just the deep feeling of betrayal so how do, how does one deal with when the person that betrayed you is is someone like a maybe a parental figure, which is even a different sort of trust level than a spouse you know you you Look up to them. They've been an authority figure, and then they're they represent trust, safety, and all of that. And then when the when the betrayal is so hurtful, and it's never acknowledged, it's like you know why are you upset about that? Get over it. Because he had all these plans, you know, gonna get married and get you know build a house and it's all these things that he was going to do, and then he couldn't do any of it because what he thought was savings was all gone. So how does how does one deal with that level of violation?
3: Well, you know, because remember I told you, it's a respect of person. So it can happen between anyone. Um, and that is uh, an ultimate act of betrayal. Um, she, which is the mother, did not act upon uh, the emotional availability of her son like how will my son feel if I did this? No, that was not it wasn't
1: considered.
3: something no, that wasn't considered uh another thing that wasn't considered was the repercussions of after actions uh that was a selfish act, and um betrayal is a selfish act. it is an act that only that person takes in their own you know prideful action mm. is not considered uh, a action of, oh, let me, you know, let me think about what and how this is going to affect. No, no, none of that. Mm. It is emotional manipulation and emotional deception mm. at its highest level. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I have a Facebook. Uh, uh, self-centered. Mr. Okay. Callan here saying self-centered, and also she also mentioned self very that's very, very deceitful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. That's true. Because I that's figured true. that's exactly
1: what it is. Yeah. Because I figured the mother could have easily contacted him and said, "Well." can I use a portion of the money that you've saved for, you know, X, Y, Z, or whatever, at least gotten permission, give him the right to say no, because it's his money, you know, and that didn't happen. So I guess that is deceptive because if you if you really wanted to do things right, then you would
3: ask. Well, that's integrity. Yeah. That's integrity. It is, it is the principle of integrity. You will know if a person acts, In integrity and principles because they would do what is considered appropriate. But if they didn't have any integrity and principles intact then they would do those those actions. Mm. Uh, You know actions speak louder than words or believe that action Mm. because if they did it once they'll do it again. I don't care they can tell you I'm sorry they can apologize for it, but trust me, that's a character
5: deflect
3: yeah okay, That's a character defect and the thing about this is uh it is so um hmm. okay let me let me put it this way. We want to know how did a person arrive to that action? yeah how did they how did they just ignore another person's feelings? and do those things and don't care at all and don't have any thought process based upon their own actions before they do them. Now, truth be told, they grew up in a household where they were not taken
5: seriously.
3: Mm. They grew up in in a household household where there was no emotional availability was there was only emotional abandonment Ooh. so what then happens is in the human mind Naima when someone actually grows up that way and don't receive the the type of mm. nurturing mm. that is required for them to take in consideration of another human being's feeling mm. you see what I'm saying yeah. you had to grow up atmosphere of that feeling abandoned, feeling taken advantage of, feeling that you can you had to only think for yourself and not consider another person's feelings before you have a action of ongoing betrayal in your life.
1: So people who lack integrity or, or appear to uh, be selfish, it's a reaction to what they experienced growing up where they could not trust people. Is that what, what tends to happen? Say like if you grew up in a, in a household, a you've been you've yes. abandoned, you had to kind of um, hustle to survive, or maybe you had parents that might not show up or come back home, and you had to try to scuffle and, and find a way to get something to eat, or you know you had a parent maybe that had a substance abuse problem, so you couldn't trust them to Make sure the, you know, the light stayed on or whatever, because they were back and forth, you know, and out of jobs and you might be homeless, you know, that sort of thing where you couldn't trust the people that you needed to trust for your welfare, and so you learned not to trust and to basically be in survival mode. So you did whatever you thought was necessary for your survival without regard to how it affected other people. Is, is that how that? Well, developed?
3: those are just environmental things. See, you talk about environmental things but not having the lights on and not having the food there. Those are but that, that is that's the vibe of, on a whole nother level. What I'm talking about is when you may have somebody there but then you may be invisible. Ah. You understand what I'm saying? You and people who live an invisible life have to then uh conquer up whatever it is in their mind what they are. Mm. And that is misrepresented. That's misunderstood because, remember, if I'm not teaching you love, how are you going to realize what love is? Mm. If I'm not teaching you trust, how are you going to realize how to trust? If I'm not teaching you how to, you know what I'm saying, deal with conflict without being vengeful, without being angry, without being uh, in these things called discontentment on a, on a, a constant basis, how are you going to know? Some people feel they have to, again, step on others to get what they want. Wow. And that's because of their upbringing. Ain't nobody never did enough for me. So, I, you know, I don't care about what they think or what they feel to the point where you're stepping on other people to get what you want. Yeah. And, then, and when you realize that you're stepping on yourself. Because mm. now, you now you're showing others that you have the inability to be loved. Mm. Come on now. I've, I've seen that. You have the I've inability to give love and to be loved because no one wants to be around a person that can't be trusted. Right. No one wants right. to give themselves to right. another human being that is not willing to give their love freely without having some kind of agenda or motive behind it. Mm. Do you see the difference? Absolutely, absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So if you were ever yourself was ever in a in a place when somebody might have stepped on you or took you for granted or neglected you in some type of way. It is not about the person that's being neglected or stepped on, it is about the person that is doing the action because they're the person that's lacking something. Right. It ain't you you ain't lacking nothing. Mm. Uh, the only thing that is going to hurt is the action that you mm. thought. Would never have happened between you and that individual.
5: Mm.
3: But then it happened. Okay, all right. After fact, come on. Let's get it. What yes. time it is? We gonna take a break, and mm. I'm gonna talk about the aftermath. All right. But see, people out there need to heal from this. You got to heal from this. This is something you can't just ignore. That thing lingers in your soul. It affects you tremendously. Mm. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back. All
1: right. We'll be right back after this brief message. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we'll come right to you and get your thoughts. We'll be
3: right back. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Mama Joyce. I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the
6: month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy.
3: We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also
5: join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and
3: YouTube
2: channel. So see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. We all say we would like to be wealthy. But wealth
1: isn't determined by how much money you have. We all say we would like to be wealthy. But wealth isn't determined by how much money you have. Wealth is determined by your power to define what money is. The dictionary defines money as something used as a way to pay for goods and services and to pay people for their work. So how would you like to have access to an unlimited source of money? Money that is not taxed by the government. Money that increases as you share the opportunity with others. Money that you can use to pay for goods and services and pay people for their work. I'm talking about Bitcoin. It's the future of independent wealth building. Bitcoin is the new money that you control. Get started building your wealth. Call 312-849-3456. That's 312-849-3456.
0: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly culture, world peace, restoration of light transcends culture, religion, 1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
7: Hi, this is John Alexander.
1: And I'm Naima Lateef. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV.
2: YouTubers, We'll see you soon.
3: Naima Latif, our executive producer of the Female Solution. If you're just joining us this morning, we are talking about a really deep topic. It's the act of betrayal, the effects on the mind and heart. Um, And before we went to break, um, I wanted to actually explore but also discuss the aftermath of this and how should one handle betrayal after the fact. First of all, you need to get some distance between you and that person. And when I say distance, I'm talking about from just the point of view of distance between them and you, even if it's digital, telephone, email, whatever. Mm. There has to be some distance. Even if you are in the same home, there still has to be some distance. And that means that because every time you come around that person, you're going to think about what they've done to you. So you need time to reflect, all right? Mental reflection is the first thing you have to do. You want to think about what happened to you. You also want to examine how they betrayed you. You also want to think about how did it make you feel. Um, And if there's any long-term effect, consequences, that you may go be going through? Did it cause a loss? Did, you, did it cause your relationship to break up? Did it cause you to lose something, a material possession? Did it cause you to, you know, go through a divorce? Did it cause you, you know, whatever? But you need, need to examine that due to the fact of because the mind has to process betrayal. If your mind is not processing it, then your heart is going to hold on to it, and it will become an issue. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Because the mind and heart has to understand what happened to you and has to agree that this was a hard thing to deal with. Most people ignore it. They just get angry at whoever it is, and they go away and they ignore it, thinking, oh, you know, if I just walk away... You know, saying, oh, that's fine. You know, it's not going to hurt me. I don't care. They can do what they want to do. But then when you have that feeling again from something triggered you, immediately you think about that betrayal. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the brain has not processed it yet. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then it may cause you to start feeling something. So if you're feeling something from the betrayal, I don't care if it happened ten years ago. You ain't put a period there. Right. You didn't finalize it. Right. You are still carrying that in your spirit. Right. That's why you have to process it. Right. Mentally, that is. Because remember, it's a mental contamination. Mm. That's what it does. Now, what happens if?
1: That's what it does. So, uh huh. What happens if the person who betrayed you is no longer among us now? This uh, situation, uh, a friend of mine had, you know, father passed away and you know, all her life she thought oh we had a happy family, you know, my mom and dad and you know, my siblings and everything, we grew up in nice, uh regular family and then she discovered after her father's funeral, uh actually during her father's funeral, he had a whole family somewhere else. And it's like he was living a double life that they knew nothing about, other siblings uh, in another in another state. And mm. her aunt knew about it and never told the mother or the children. So it's like his family kept that secret from all of them, but it all came out once he passed away that he had this whole other family because, you know, he would travel from time to time, and, you know, I, I guess the children and, and the mother just thought he was visiting relatives or whatever. You know. um, He would say, usually his excuse of, oh, you know, going to visit my sister or in this city and everything, but he had a, you know, family over there, I guess, girlfriend with children or whatever, um, that lived in the city with... His sister, and so the sister had kept all of that life secret from his wife and children. So my friend, of course, was devastated and felt deep betrayal by her father. Um, same thing, mother, you know, devastated. So everybody's just destroyed at the revelation of this. And the feeling of betrayal, well, of course, they felt betrayed by their father, but then they also felt betrayed by their aunt who kept his secret. But then the aunt felt like it was better that you not know because what were you going to do about it? I mean, he wasn't he wasn't going to leave this, this woman he was attached to over here, and he wasn't going to leave his wife and children either. So, you know, what was the point in telling you? So that that was kind of devastating because, you know, she said to me, I feel like my whole life has been a lie. So, I mean, how does the person... How does a person deal with those kind of feelings? Well, the thing about this is these are dealing with other
3: people's actions. There's a quote, Naima, that was written by an unknown person because they didn't reveal who they were. And it says, forgive yourself for the blindness that let others betray you. Sometimes a good heart doesn't see the bad.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Forgive yourself for the blindness that lets others betray you, sometimes a good heart doesn't see the bad. Okay, so what that means is that because of someone else's actions, what we do, we hold on to the emotion overthrow of another person's action. Mm-hmm. Now, this situation that you're talking about, this person can either do one or two things. They can either forgive and move on, or they can fester behind it. Mm. Yeah. See, so what does the wellness of the human being say? Well, if I, if I love myself, I care about myself, if I understand what self-rescue is, I will not allow anyone's actions to tear this being down, first of all, number one rule of life. So if that number one rule of life is not intact, then what happens is they start festering behind it. Mm. It affects them mentally because, remember, it's a contamination. Mm. It, cont- it contaminates their mind. then it contaminates mm. their heart. then it contaminates their spirit. And they're walking around contaminated wow. and dysfunctional. Yeah. Then it affects their relationships with other people because mm. they, they have an inability to start trusting other people because of the hurt and the pain that they're still carrying in their heart. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So self-rescue, that's what I call it, self-preservation, what some people may think, says I have to move on. Whether that person's dead or alive, its Mm -hmm. action is already taken place. Can't change the past, right. What's the purpose of of trying to change it when it's unchangeable? Right. So I have to get stronger within myself. To move on and not allow the violation to take away my life because they can't so what what it about can those interrupt feelings. your life
1: so what about those feelings of you know I feel like my whole life is a lie you know I had this image in my mind that you know I had this you know beautiful, perfect childhood and perfect parents and you know uh-huh. i mean not, i mean should should all that be erased or i i because mean, her whole thing was that now i i I'm looking at everything in my life differently, and I feel like, uh she said, you know, I feel like everything I thought about my life was a lie, and I don't feel good about my childhood now, whereas I did before I knew this. And my thought was, well, why do you need to change how you feel? As far as what your father presented to you, if he treated you well, you don't really have to change how you feel about him, even though he had this other life. But that's just my thought. You know, I've never been through, like, infidelity in terms of a marriage where, you know, I find out there's another relationship. So I don't really know how that feels in terms of a violation if you feel like now I'm going to change everything I think about you because I found out you had this other relationship. I don't know how that feels. But my thought is if a person treated you well, and for whatever reason, to protect you, whatever, they kept that from you because they didn't want you to think ill of them, continue to feel good about them because they treated you
3: well. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, okay, that's the rational side of looking at it. That's why, you know, truth be told, guess what? You're not thinking rational when you're in pain. Mm. Yeah. Okay? You're emotional. So all she can do is see it from an emotional view. How could you do this to me? Mm. So what does the emotional view bring? A victim. Mm. So she's staying in the victim mentality. That's the reason why she can't see it any other way. See, the only way to to remove yourself out of a victim attack of this nature is to no longer be the victim. You see what I'm saying? Like yes, it happened to me but I'm not going to live constantly like it's happening to me. Uh, Do you yes. see the difference? Right, right. You have to know how to put a period there. And a lot of times people want to run on sentence. No, put a period <laughs> put there. a period It has to end at some put point. Put a period there. Yeah. And finalize it. If you don't finalize it, then it's going to keep affecting yeah. you because Unless at it's some given point in your life, yeah. you're going to continue to be triggered because you're going to feel... The same type of feeling one day, and you're gonna automatically open up that same bad door. Mm. Yeah. Now that same betrayal that happened years ago is happening in you now.
5: Mm.
3: You see what I'm saying? Because it changes mental, it's mental contamination. It changes the way you think. Uh, it changes the way you think about yourself. It changes yes. the way you think about people. Yeah. The act of it from another person will change you, how you think about yourself if you're not careful. So one has to be intact. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. And I did some research on it because I wanted to help people to understand the adversity that they're going through. The first thing, again, one has to do is reflect, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm reflecting, I'm, I'm looking at how I was affected, not so much of what they're doing. I'm looking about I'm going back to the internal process. How was I hurt? How did this affect me? It ain't even about you no more because you done did the act. So ain't no use to me being angry and, and grudgeful and doing this to you because then that's gonna keep me victimized. Mm. I'm gonna still be your victim after it's dead and gone and you done did whatever you did and went on wherever you going. Mm. I'm still I'm still unforgiving. And I'm still holding this inside of me. You see what I'm saying? So who, who's being hurt? I am. Mm. I am. I'm still being hurt behind it. I still have not forgiven you for what you did. So I'm carrying all of this bound up emotional hoarding inside of myself because I didn't put a period there. I did not put a period there. So you say, well, why can't... So they just get away with everything? No, they don't get away with it because karma will come back and get them. See, you got to trust the universe. You got to trust God. Karma will come back to get this, and they not. And well, a lot of people want vengeance. That's what it happens. Oh, I want you to suffer.
4: <laughs>
3: yes. I'm serious. Yeah, people want people want God people to hurt you the way they were hurt. Suffer. Yeah. I want you to suffer. <laughs> but yeah. truth be told. Most people think they own holes, and they fall in them. But don't you fall in there with them. No, 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 no. You put a period right there. Put a period right there. Say, yes, you betrayed me in some kind of action, some kind of way, but I'm going to come to my highest self, my highest being, because I know that the goodness in me that God has given me is bigger than the bad in you that you did. So guess what? Let me go ahead and shift myself into a good position
5: Mm.
3: so I can heal. I have to heal from this act upon my life Mm. because if I don't heal, I'm just going to continue to fester Wow! because that's what it does. All right. Anytime we go through this, there's these occurrences that happen. Okay, mm-hmm. and these occurrence are during the after effect of the betrayal, and we tend to the first thing we do is get emotional,
5: yeah,
3: right? Yes, yeah. because betrayal hurts, it's painful, so it attacks our heart immediately. when it attacks our heart, then it starts it starts to change who we are as a person. Now, guess what? It also attacks how you trust people. Mm. How you trust people. And also how you trust yourself. So now you're building up a wall, whether you realize or not. Involuntarily, you build up a wall because you say, oh, no, ain't nobody going to hurt me again. Ain't nobody going to take advantage of me. So you build the wall up, okay? You build the wall up so you walk around with a big old wall, whether you realize or not, and as soon as someone triggers you, like says something that you think is inappropriate or does something that you think is inappropriate, you immediately, Betrayals or betrayer, however. Oh, okay. I see you now. I see this automatically. You put, you you put the game face on. Oh no, you ain't gonna do that to me. Uh uh, I'm gonna do this to you, and and you can't do that. And I'm okay. Not realizing that you're still acting like you've been betrayed years ago. Mm. You ain't let that go yet. And let it go. We gotta
1: call go.
5: Yes.
1: Go ahead. All right, area code seven seven three
7: four five zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment on betrayal. trail greetings. Good morning, Good morning. to the office. Yes. I had a there's a wonderful subject, but I had a question because this happened to me. It's interesting, very interesting. I had a friend I know for years. Their neighbor told them that I went in their garage and stole their car. Now, <laughs> it was a real stretch because how you going to get into somebody's garage? And secondly, how did you get a key to get in there and drive the car off? Well, when I was told that I had done that by a friend and they, and they said their neighbors saw me, the first thing I said was well, then show me the tape where I'm driving your car. But they was insistent that I took their car because they said their neighbor who they've known 25 years would never lie. But you see, what's interesting to me about that whole process is if somebody thinks you did something and you know you didn't do it, and you say, I would not have never done nothing like that. Now they want to drag you through the mud, go call the police like you're some criminal, tell everybody on the block you're a thief, and you're a con artist. People really go way, way deep over something so <clears throat> simple when they- if, the friend, if a friend says, I did not do it, you might, might as well believe them unless you have a taste to prove otherwise. But I'm not fighting with you at all. You know, if they said I stole something and they believe it, hey, I'm stepping back, because obviously they just don't have the faith. But it's amazing. The last thing I was going to say was just because. You mentioned how people will carry this attitude and chip on their shoulder behind this trust. That's about the most foolish thing I've ever heard. Do you know we live in a society full of violence and everything else? Every day you wake up, every night you go to bed, you ought to let all that go. Forgive everybody, including yourself. Why are you still holding something? People make mistakes all the time, and they change eventually. But why are we holding on to that art and attitude for somebody else? We're supposed to let that go, man. Let it all go. So when you wake up in the morning, you got a new day with a fresh mind, but... We got war every day and all this other stuff going on, so you got a whole society full of confusion, as far as I'm concerned. But the last part of this is the program about solutions. We are part of a new paradigm of those that are going to be in the peaceful world. So I'm already prepared. But I'm just saying, some people still think this stuff is going to go on forever. But one of these days, somebody's going to wipe a bunch of people out, and all that's going to be left of a few of us. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I got I got a question before you go uh, regarding sure. the person who accused you of stealing their car. Was the car missing? Yeah. I mean, was it stolen? Was it gone? No, it was know?
7: never missing. It was sick and it was in the hospital, sick at the time. And they okay. thought I might have taken but the car. Didn't
1: think the car yeah. was stolen?
7: No, it never got stolen. I think they just had some hateful neighbors. Some oh, someone
1: lied to them
3: about that.
7: Oh, yeah, I neighbors think. are just liar, but. It's okay, how would you know? Don't you have to trust your neighbors if they say something?
3: Yes, not necessarily, but okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I'm just
7: saying human beings make mistakes, but that's a close friend of mine has been for years. I appreciate them, even though I tried to let them know it wasn't true. Now they're going around telling everybody else, I'm the worst thing on the planet, which doesn't bother me at the end because I don't care what nobody thinks of me anyway. You know, what's important is what God thinks of you. If you're too busy mm-hmm. trying to audition for creatures, you're going to be in some real trouble, y'all. Audition for the creator every day. He's the only one that gives you breath. Thank you.
5: Mm, that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so your feeling was that the friend that you thought would have taken your word for it, in a sense, betrayed you? Sure, I was they... not.
5: I'm not a
7: thief. So if I was, I would have admitted I stole that car. I told him if I stole that car, he never would have seen it again. I would have sold it.
1: <laughs> so what did he say to you after he got out of the hospital and saw that his car was still there?
7: Well, they said their neighbors saw me on tape driving it. So what are they supposed to say? They believe their neighbor over me. Yeah,
1: sound sounds like they got some trust and issues. The wor- and, and
7: it's the worst thing, really, just honestly, because I am one person that never asks anybody for anything. I would mm-hmm. walk 100 miles while I asked for a ride. And I had a friend offer me money to buy me a car, and he got to tell <clears my throat> me I'll make it on my own. I make my way. I don't need the help. Do it for yourself. What about do for self?
3: So yeah, I don't need yeah. the help. Well, Thank you so much. Yeah, well, it sounds like, like somebody just kind of wanted
1: to ruin your reputation. Yeah, so we can move yeah. on because well, I got to so get much. this up yeah, to yeah. point yeah, yeah. yeah, we got about five hey. minutes. But thanks so much. Uh, yeah, people do lie on you, <laughs> and you have to just let it go. Uh, put a period on it. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll always be stewing about it. Yeah.
3: Yes. You have to. It's very important. Uh, to do that again, you know, um, sometimes doing betrayal uh, because it's a deep emotional hurt. We then also start to uh, sometimes we blame ourselves for what happened. You know, if I didn't do this, if they didn't do that, then maybe you know yeah. this, this wouldn't happen to me. Then, as we uh, continue to go through it, then we we get to this thing called revenge. You see what I'm saying? Because of it, it happened, then we. Then allow people to. I call rent space in our head. Okay, mm-hmm. so we 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 start thinking about you know how do I get this person back? You know, or or you know, there's no way I'm gonna allow them to just be my friend or be around me or whatever the case is. But again, the goal is this: is to take your power back. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to take your power back. Otherwise, even when that person is around you or somebody similar to that person that's around you, you will always keep reliving these same things over and over again. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy to keep reliving the same actions. And then you're walking around, you know, because you're, like I said, you got the brick wall. You got the brick wall that's built up. You know what I'm saying? And and you struggle with this thing called trust. You don't, you don't want to trust anyone mm. because, again, you feel like you're going to get hurt. You feel that you're going to get abandoned. You feel that, you know, you just don't, you know, that's your your ego defense mechanism is at its highest level. Now, when someone is trying to help you, then you're sabotaging. You see what I'm saying? Because you don't, you don't know. Don't you, which, why are you that getting so close to me? Why are you, uh. you know, why you want to do that? for me what, what what is it that you want you know and they may just be nice genuine people yeah. that just want to help or assist you but in your mind because you still deal with trust issues you don't even allow anyone to get close enough to show you what real love is yeah I, i've seen that
1: often you know
3: where yeah.
1: someone really is sincerely just out of the goodness of their heart trying to help but the person that they're trying to help Rejects it out of suspicion. You know, or what's the catch? You know, right. It must be strings attached. You know, or you want to just pay this bill for me? Yeah, right. And what are you expecting in return? You know, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, and we and we call it hypervigilance. Mm. So
1: hypervigilance. How, how can you tell yeah. the difference between when you're being, you know, sensibly cautious, and when you're being overly suspicious? How can you tell the difference? within yourself? Well, you get, you get these feelings um, of, you know,
3: paranoia, you know mm. what I'm saying? Paranoia can, you know, can be mild, moderate, or severe, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, because, see, when you lose trust in your in yourself and in others, because you're not, see, let me explain something. You just don't lose it in others. You also lose it in yourself. Because mm. if you trust yourself enough, when people do come into your life, you will know How much, you know, time to give them? You will put them on a boundary list. That's what I call it, right? Because you got a property line. (laughs) I like that. So you know, yeah, you got a property line. So what you should—some people don't have property lines, so they allow anything to flow in and anything to flow out. No, you got to have a property line within yourself, and you have to have a property line outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Certain things, you know. And, I mean, you you, sh- you should evaluate. You should evaluate yourself when it comes to people and, and, and situations before actions is, is then taken. That's when the logical mind is doing its job. But if you're living hyperventilates, that means you're really emotional. You can be paranoid because uh, you're lacking trust. You can be to a point where, you know, you always say, well, people always say trying to, you know, they always want to get over on you. Yeah. You know, you always want to get over on you. You got to watch people. Okay, that's a, believe it or not, everybody, everybody don't want to get over on you. Yeah. But if in your mind you think, if in your mind you think that somebody's always trying to get over, you heard people talk like that. Yeah. People are oh, somebody always trying to get over on you, so you better watch them. Okay. So now you are dealing with your own trust level. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Because you yeah. think somebody's always trying to get over on you. So really, what's really going on is that an altered reality? Mm. A result, Absolutely, because be there's right. no such thing as somebody always right. getting over on who you. Right. That's right. an altered reality. That's that's what happens. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: I know we got a caller. We've got to take a
3: break.
1: That mental contamination. Um, yeah, mental contamination. Oh, That's Help what it is. got to take a break, but then we got to call her after that if you want to take uh, the caller after the break. And we'll be right okay. back. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, you can give us a call, 515-605-9325 and press 1 so that we know you have something to say. And if you would like to join us visually, just go to... Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Facebook. And you will see her beautiful face. And I'll be smiling too. We'll be <laughs> right back after these brief messages. So stay with us.
2: Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country,
1: We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values, of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children,
0: they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book,
1: The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com That's
0: f.com.
3: All right, welcome back oh, <laughs> welcome, back to Sofa Solution, my name is Dr. Debbie Green with my wonderful co-host, I email Atifa, executive producer of The Female Solution, and we can take that caller before I... Alright, okay, area code 336350
1: Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience And give us your comments
6: Greetings, Dr. Latif. Can you hear yes. me?
1: Yes, ma'am, our dear Mama AZ Thank you so much for joining us today On Soulful Solutions
6: Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Debbie Green And I, I need to have a reasoning with you offline uh so you can tell me because it's something that you have hit on point with this show today that uh I've been dealing with betrayal for uh, uh at least a good 3 years and and I, I don't know what to do I don't know how to eradicate it out of my system But it's deep It may not mean anything to anybody Else But it it means a lot To me So I'd like to have just a brief Reasoning with you After the show Uh, I'd appreciate it Because I I need to uh, Do something about this But also family I uh, want To let you know uh, Brother Kwame's Mom, for those who do not know, um uh, send your condolences if you choose to. His mom made her transition uh last night. Oh. Uh, he said about oh. seven o'clock, and this is Brother Kwame sunhorse, so thank you for having this show. Today is very Emotional to me And uh, I'll Just choose to listen And take the jewels From it that I can Today but uh, I need to have a reason With you Dr. Green Peace. Thank you Dr. Latif For even creating This platform Thank you
1: Thank you ma'am for always being a Loyal listener and uh Thank you for letting us know about our dear brother Baba Kwame so that we can send him words of comfort in the transition of his mother. We thank you so much. Yes.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Again, betrayal is one of those things that uh, put us also in a grief-stricken mood. Um, as Mama AZ said it is something that lingers everyone, some people can move on quickly uh, with it and then some can't uh, due to the fact of what kind of action it was because betrayal occurs in different types of actions with different types of people different sets of relationships Um, and one must Uh, understand the brokenness that can come from betrayal. Mm. Uh, It is something that can affect the mind, the heart, and the spirit of another individual.
5: Mm.
3: Now, if there's no closure there, which means if there's no final resting place for mutual understanding, then there's always going to be division. That person is going to all they are going to keep thinking that oh, I shouldn't have done this. To this person that was a terrible thing—I forgive my—I I, you know I don't forgive myself. I feel guilty. They're going to keep thinking that. And the person that they hurt is gonna think the other thing, Oh, they hurt me, they, they put me in a place where I'll never seem to have no inner peace. So oh, you got two suffering human beings. So how do you resolve
1: that? How does, how does the person who know that they hurt someone resolve their guilt? And how does well we know of course the person who's been hurt, they have to they have to choose to either forgive and let it go or they're gonna keep reliving the pain. But how, how does the person who performed the wrong act, and they know it was an act of betrayal, how do they get to a point where they let the the, the guilt go? Like, uh, well, of course, I had a friend who got someone pregnant uh, outside their marriage. And, you know, they're going through the guilt of that because, you know, I love my wife, but, you know, this thing happened, and, you know, I feel terrible, and, and they, they the marriage broke up. Uh, They got back together, but there's still, you know, distrust. So on her part, there's distrust that just never, uh, it it never was healed to the point where there is, the trust is broken, and he knows that. But he also feels bad that it was his fault because he stepped outside of their marriage. And there is a, a living person that is a constant reminder of his infidelity. He feels guilty on several levels. He feels guilty because he isn't spending the time that he should spend with the other child because of the circumstances of that child's birth. Then he feels guilty at his betrayal at his wife. And he's just kind of on this cycle of guilt. You know, no matter what I do, you know, somebody's mad at me. If I go to see the mother and the child and my wife is mad, but if I don't go, and I'm thinking, how is this child going to feel about me because I wasn't there? And so how does a person resolve that inner turmoil where they've done a thing and they've hurt some people, but now they have to live with it and live with it in a way that's constructive rather than just destructively beating themselves up all the time?
3: Well, you got to know there's only two things that you can do in a situation like that. You can either let it go or, again, like I told you, keep festering. So in order for both parties to heal, there has to be a recourse. There has to be uh, acknowledgement that the damage one was already done between two individuals. Mm-hmm. When I say the one that's hurting and the one that did it, okay? So there's two, it's two individuals that's hurting. You know, we 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 often think when somebody hurts us, again they should suffer. That's mm-hmm. what, that's the first. We want them to hurt. Because we are hurting. You know, misery loves company, right? But the, the overall goal, which is the integrity thing to do, the godly thing to do, is to, to heal on both sides. That way it doesn't continue to keep happening.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You see what
3: I'm saying? So that person that it was done to, they have to make a conscious decision. Okay, am I just going to keep thinking that this person is this awful person? whatever the case may be, or whatever I want to label them as, or am I just going to accept what they've already done, put a period right there, and move on? Mm. Because me just keep re- rehearsing that is not, you know, people, not, remember I told you, we don't like to put a period. We want to run all sentence. We want to keep rehearsing it. We want to keep reliving it. Mm. Because in a, it's inside of us. It's not outside. It's internal. This is the internal damage. You see what we'll I say it's the internal damage. Internal damage. It yeah, it's internal. It started with a mental contamination, then it became a heart thing. And a heart thing becomes a spirit thing if it's if it's left unfinalized.
5: Mm. So, you, you
3: have to finalize it. So, the, the, in order to repair, in order to repair, you have to first Reflect again on the damage that was caused. Like, how did this affect me? Not so much what the person did. How did it affect me?
5: Mm.
3: And have that compassion within yourself to soothe yourself, to to switch to soothe instead of staying in the threat mode all the time. The threat mode is the victim mentality. Oh, you keep doing this to me. You are dead and gone, and I'm still thinking. Is being done to me. Mm-hmm. You understand? Know Anything that's similar to people around that even reminds me of this act, oh, they're doing it to me again. Mm. You understand know what I'm saying? Because I'm constantly reliving. I'm reliving this mentally. I'm reliving this every day. I don't want to let it go. It's me that doesn't want to move on. It's not the act of the person. It's me.
1: Now, want to move on. mm now Does that make sense yeah, and I guess you know you you talk about mental contamina- contamination where you get to a point that all of your thinking is affected by this now i've got a I got a friend she's in a situation where you know she's got teenage daughters and uh, they're with this you know they've got a, a group of school they i think they're with you know, some organization anyway that they wanted to, they had a sleepover and all the girls were going to be at a sleepover. She didn't let her daughters go because when she was a child and she spent the night at a friend's house, she was molested by her friend's older brother. And so she's still carrying that, you know, and it was one of those things that happened. Nobody in the family ever addressed it, dealt with it. She never told. Her mother, her friend knew, but you know it just kind of didn't get talked about at all. So her her belief now is I will never let my daughter spend the night at someone else's house. And so when she said no, her daughters were very upset and angry because it was one of those things where everybody's doing it, everybody's gonna be there. We're the only ones that aren't gonna be there, and she's like, no, no, no. And she said, Well they're really angry at me but they don't know that I'm I'm protecting them. And so I thought that she should explain to them what happened. She was like, No, I'm not I don't want to talk about that. I just want them to be safe. So she's buried it, but it's still affecting her and affecting her decisions and her ability to trust and it's affecting her daughters because since she doesn't trust, they can't experience a sleepover out of her fear that they might be molested so in that situation is she correct for following her fears or should she examine you know the place where they're going to be staying and talk about it openly should she tell her daughters what her fears are you know rather than just be stuck at no you can never do these kind of activities ever you know what what does she do to move beyond her fear
3: Well, she, first of all, she has to help her daughter to heal. She has to help her daughter to heal. I mean, her um, daughter did not go through that, it. She went She
1: went through it. And she, let her know. <clears throat> she she went through it as a child, and, and that's I, why she's not right. letting her, her daughter
3: go through to a, a sleepover. Right. But, again, she has to help her daughter heal regardless of what uh, she's doing. Uh, but otherwise, she's just going to keep it going on and on.
5: Mm-hmm. You see
3: what I'm saying? The goal is to acknowledge the integrity of a life. Mm -hmm. And so even if you were violated as a child, or whatever the case may be, that doesn't mean that you're going to keep that going on with your children. Mm -hmm. So at some given point, you you have to, again, help your daughter to heal, Mm -hmm. as well as you in your healing process as well. Mm -hmm. So when these things are done, when you start putting always and never in a sentence, Mm -hmm. then you really are future-telling because you don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Now you're right. giving them a different mindset of what people are. Right. You see fear. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you're right, and you are impacting fear upon their mind mm. of, a hum, of a human being, because especially if they're a child, because they yeah. always say, well, that means I never can trust nobody. That means yeah, I have definitely. to always think that somebody's going to do something to me or whatever mm. the case is. So now they walk around paranoid. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Remember I told you, yeah. paranoia is not just a mental illness. It's a way in action of a, of a deflect it. of a character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always think somebody has an agenda because they always doing this and they always doing that. No, that's a that's a that's a form of thought. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's a form of thought. When it becomes severe, now it becomes a mental illness. Ooh. You know when it's severe. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. a lot of people walk around paranoid. Don't realize that they have built up a lot of these things from childhood events that they've been taught or they have experienced one, and also because they have not released, they have they have not released the hurt of feeling betrayed. Mm. See, see, it affects the heart and the mind, like I told you. But you still have to, at some point, tell yourself, okay, when am I gonna heal from this? You you have to acknowledge self. Self has to to come to a, a certain stance in life, you know? When am I going to heal from this? Not so much of you know, why am I still holding on to them? No, when am I going to heal? When and, and what does that look like? What does that feel like to heal? Mm. You know? First it has to be a choice. Yeah. If you don't make a choice to heal, then you won't. Remember, our personal narratives can be relived every single day. Wow. The brain is a Rolodex to memory, and the heart is a Rolodex to emotions. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So we, we, we consciously, eyes wide open, Naima, mm. we have to then make a conscious decision daily especially when we've been hurt to that magnitude, right? So we have to make a conscious decision daily to say, you know, to ourselves, okay, self, I don't think you need to suffer anymore. Mm. I think that at some given point, whatever needs to be let go of has to be let go of. Mm. Even if you do it little bit by little bit every day, like filling the house, but your foundation is your freedom, mm. okay? And then you lay a block. Let me lay a block, a piece today. If that's all you say, because when tomorrow comes, lay another block. Mm. And you do this every single day till you start feeling the emotional release. Because that's, that's what's going to give you the, the the understanding of am I moving past this? Mm. You start feeling the emotional release from this thing that you've been carrying in your heart for so long. You still say, don't you know people can bury things like this and yeah. never deal with them until, well, until they become festered and they have no yeah. other choice but to deal with it? And it'll start affecting your ADL, yeah. your actions of daily living, it affects yeah. your sleeping. Some people go into insomnia right now, they'll say, oh, I can't sleep. But no, you holding something deep down in the wells yeah. of your heart. That yeah. you have not put a period on. Mm. So you holding something deep down inside yourself. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's a process of what they call inward healing, and it it's also a process of outward healing. Because mm. whatever happened coming from the outside, you have to allow that to heal, mm. and also what you're pushing out, considering that thing and how you're dealing with it. From the inside, you have to let that heal, too. Mm. So is it ever... You have to let it. Let
1: it, yeah. Is it is ever... I guess it's never too late, but people who may have gone through a lifetime, such as, you know, this mother with her daughters, and her whole life has been protecting myself, protecting my children from, you know, the molesters that are out there, to the point where that's a state of mind and... Even socially, you know, she's kind of isolated, doesn't really do a lot of social interaction with people, very private and that sort of thing. Um, And so for her, that's that's just a permanent state of being,
3: fear, you know,
1: fear, therefore I'm going to keep my children safe. And like you say, then they learn you can't trust anybody. But at at what point can a person, or is it too late at some point for a person to change their infected thinking so that they can get out of the prison that they have built for themselves and not being able to really enjoy basic interactions or social events to the degree where they will even like being around a lot of people because there's always that underlying I don't, I don't even know how they got married because the, the paranoia about, you know, uh, molestation and all that. I mean, I know it had. well, what are the statistics? Like one in every three women or something like that has been molested. So those, those are the, I think, <clears throat> national and global statistics. So it's so many people that have had an experience of violation, but you can't live your life as if everybody's going to violate you and think wow. that's what keeps me safe. So, how does a person get out of that victim
3: mode so that they don't transfer it to their children? Well, first of all, they got to acknowledge that they're in it. Mm -hmm. You have people that have no self-awareness that doesn't even know
5: Mm -hmm.
3: because they've lived that way for years and years and years. You see what I'm saying? So, in their way, they think they don't even know. They have no idea. They think it's just who they are.
5: Mm.
3: You know? Until one day, they, they open their eyes and see that all, all this time, you know what I'm saying, you know, I've been isolating, you know, um, yeah. keeping myself in in this place. You know, like I have a um, <clears throat> I have a, a patient right now that's 70 years old, mm. and she has been through quite a, a lot of trauma in her life, and a lot of those traumas is based on this topic
5: today, betrayal. mm
3: You know, because, again, betrayal is anything that affects your self-esteem and the person that you are. It could be a a violation of any kind, sexual, emotional, mental, loss of divorce, anything that affects you as a human being. So, fast forward, what she did was she started isolating, and she thinks it's safe for her to, oh, I'm not, I don't want to, uh, you know, get too close to people. I don't yeah. want to, to uh, you know, allow people in my life. So she found herself keep, she kept doing it so much to the point where she had very, but very little interaction with human people. Mm. So what? What so are you start? She doing started, she started isolating. So when she started isolating, then she became depressed. Because oh, yeah. that's all. The, that's all that can happen after that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, we think it's healthy just to not be into the world. No, you got to have some kind of stimulation, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so, you know, me telling her, like you said, you asked the question, you say, well, how, how, how can a person change from being the victim and not allowing themselves to be in this box? You know, again, emotional awareness, mm-hmm. I am and has been suffering. Wow. I am and has been suffering. Okay, you have to first acknowledge that you've been suffering and do something about it. You can't, you can't be in denial and act like it's not there. You see what I'm saying? And once once you acknowledge it, then you got to ask yourself, okay, how am I going to make this better for me? How am I going to free me up from this? And you may not know the answer right then. The, the solution may not be there. But at least you're tapping into it. You see what I'm saying? And the, and the first thought is going to be, okay, I got to make a decision. I have to make a decision now, because I know I've been carrying this for a long time, and I've been pretending like it's not there. I've been, you know, showing everybody the poker face, like, oh, it ain't me. I'm not hurting. I'm not, I don't have the problem. And all of the, all the time, it was me. It was me, and I'm finally realizing that I am hurting. I'm not just pretending not to hurt anymore. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Even though I have these 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 times where I get irritable, people just get on my nerves. And, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know? They, and, and I'm like, why I get irritated so easy? And I don't tell nobody I get irritated because I'll act like I'm my passive so aggressive. I'm no, doing. I'm not gonna bother that. I'm not gonna end. It. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So we put ourselves in this posture of pretend. Instead
1: of yeah, instead because, of really addressing the problem, and I and I know a lot of passive aggressive people. That's really what they're doing. Uh, yeah, they're holding on to all kinds of emotions, and uh, you know, right? It, it doesn't it doesn't get better if you pretend it's not there? We got to take one last. thing. No. Uh we got to take one last break and of course if you're on our switchboard now uh we got a caller 872 we can come to you at uh, 731 we'll come to you right after the break and if you are listening online and want to join this conversation give us a call 515-605-9325 and press 1 so we know you have something to say to Dr. Debbie Green and get some soulful solutions from Dr. Debbie Green we'll be right back after this brief break so stick and stay don't stray away
2: We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com. And
0: I'm Viato. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show. As we explore that relationship, That is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution.
1: Do you or your organization need space for an event? Call the Quarry Event Center at 2423 East 75th Street in Chicago for your parties, banquets, award ceremonies, repasses, concerts, and business seminars available seven days a week. Now under New Management. Call us
2: at the quarry at 773-663-2557. That's 773-663-2557.
3: This is Dr. Debbie Green. I'm Dr. Debbie Green again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on Prova Solution I'm with my wonderful co-host, Niamh Latif, a executive producer. Yeah. Our topic of today is the act of betrayal. Yes. Do you want to take Not that, Carla? Uh, yes, go ahead. All right. uh, area code
1: 872731. You on your mic
8: is open give us your name and where you're calling from and your question or comment for dr. Debbie
1: Green good morning this is Rashida Ali calling
8: from Chicago yes I was ma'am to hi how where are, are you Green. yeah yeah you know I was um wondering um uh why Uh, unsolved homicide um, is a sense of injustice. You know, research has uh, shown that families of unsolved murder victims often experience a profound sense of injustice, which can result in a lack of closure and ongoing pain. So, you know, some people say, well, you know you're told to come here, and you know what's gonna happen when you go, and you know, and you're told this life, you know, all that's a bunch of hypocrisy and bull, because it hurts when you have a a, a family member that has been killed in, in your neighborhood, or in your environment, and no resolve, you know, no closure. So people don't have. The, the people need to be trained. Uh, what are the uh, effects of homicide? A uh, psychological effects. Some of them include anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, aggression, guilt, and a heightened sense of, of vulnerability. So people who who cast judgment uh, and say. Oh, well, you know, grief grieving, sure you're born, sure you die. Yes, sure you are born, sure you will die. But when it comes to the injustice, you know, the sense of injustice that, uh, you know, is shown among the families and unsolved murder victims often experience a profound sense of injustice. So we need to start healing and helping people to heal, but know how.
3: Absolutely. I understand. Um, <clears throat> you know, one thing about taking life, uh, Sister Rachida, people are often um affected by this due to due to the uh, the effects of their own life. Okay. So when someone else takes another person's life in any aspect, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, however they do it. You see what I'm saying? It is is based upon the uh, human factor, okay? The human factor is like I I don't take you seriously enough to really understand that you are valuable, too. So they lose value in themselves. You know, any person behind the gun or the knife or whatever has lost value within themselves.
6: That's how that
3: works. They have lost value and just stuff, And then now it, it becomes an issue. Okay. okay. it. becomes so we'll make an issue. Angry. So, um, so please don't let that linger yeah. in, your in your mind. Don't let it linger in your mind. Yeah. That that's toxic. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's toxic.
8: That's why I pray, you know, because I know um, that uh, uh, victimization, uh, what it can do, and the secondary uh, uh, sense of victimization, victimization, you know, it's,
5: it's
8: grief, you know, grief of the unstopped homicides. It should be a, a real big platform, you know, because um, sometimes people – who are vulnerable, um to uh, on other people because of their vulnerability and... Yeah. Uh, it's happening.
3: It
5: uh, is going
3: to continue. It is an ongoing thing that's going to continue to happen on the earth, okay? So there's you nothing you this. can do, uh-huh. no. anyone else can do about it. It is something that is going to continue to happen. That's the reason why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. You can't it. Let it internalize. You can't internalize it mentally, emotionally. You can't internalize it because it's going to happen. It's nothing that we can do because this has been happening since the beginning of time.
1: Unfortunately, I wish I could tell you something different, but there is no difference. You know, uh,
3: but we need to get back to the yeah. problem,
1: please. You know, and, and, and thank you so much for calling in, Rashida. We we appreciate your, your thoughts. Uh, you know, one of the things that people can easily get stuck on, whether the betrayal came in the forms of, because, you know, I mean, you have the domestic violence situation, uh, which is definitely a violation, someone that you love <laughs> beats you or even takes your life. And and those things become traumatizing to everybody whose whose life they touched. But the whole purpose in addressing it is for you to choose to heal so that you are not reliving that emotion. That's what trauma is when you keep reliving a negative emotion and feeling and all of the All the physiological things that happen when you are distressed, that becomes your regular state of being. And who wants to live in that state of being? So our minds are very powerful. We literally create the experiences we have by our focus on specific things we either desire to have happen or fear will happen. And if you focus on what you fear will happen, you create it, just like if you focus on what you want to happen,
3: you create
1: right. it. So yeah. you have to first master your mind, and then yeah. you can draw to you that which you desire to experience, and you can be at peace. It's very difficult for people to believe that when they're in a state of trauma because they it's a victim state really. <clears throat> Things are going to happen to me that I can't do anything about.
2: I'm right. helpless,
1: yeah. and if, if, once you get stuck in that mode, it's very hard to empower yourself to focus on what you want to happen. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want to feel? And and keep your focus on that rather than the opposite, which is what you fear will happen. So, Doctor Doctor Debbie, yeah. how do we get out of that fear mode after we? experienced a betrayal, experienced someone we trusted that did something horrible, Uh, we experienced someone doing something that we never would have thought would have come from that person because we trusted them, how do we get out of that mindset of fear and distrust that comes after a betrayal?
3: Well, you know, um, I want to kind of bring up a, a strong point, and as women, we allow and we experience i have to say allow and experience betrayal different from men okay mm-hmm. and i'm probably going to do a part two on this mm-hmm. same because it's it's a whole different ball game when it comes to uh being betrayed in a relationship mm-hmm. when you are a woman mm-hmm. okay and because we have different emotional underthrows than men do you see what I'm saying? And, of course, it is like you said, well, how can you get over? How can you let go of? How can you move on? You know, um, how can the, uh, can we stop the, the, the restlessness or the sense of, of feeling, you know, perpetually on guard? Because really that's what's happening. Remember I said, you know, you know the, the brain contamination, it's real. Mm-hmm. It, it really is, and and we get to that, you know, we get we dealing with that fear and that anger, all in one convulsion. you know, mm-hmm. it just keeps exploding, and whether we realize it or not, you see what we am saying, we become a different person, you know, mm-hmm. and with you know before it happened we were one person, after it happened we become someone else. And it, it is, again, it lingers, and uh, it it's, it causes us to 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 stop. You know, uh, we we get we we become sometimes emotionally dysfunctional mm. behind it. You know, so acknowledgement. Because you asked me a question, so I'm gonna give you an answer. We have to first have a self awareness that it's me. I am the one that's hurting. Okay. I am am the one that this happened to. And take the focus off the perpetrator or the traitor or whatever you want to call Mm it. It's me. I am the one that's hurting from this. So we take all of that energy, all of the focus, instead of putting it on the person, we then put it on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay?
1: I am the one who has to do something. It's not what they need to do. I need
3: to do. Not what they did. No, Mm -hmm. no. Not what they did to me. I am the person that's hurting from this situation. Mm -hmm. Now it becomes a a situation. It's not. becomes an attack. Mm -hmm. The brain has to see the difference. You see what I'm saying? It's a situation I'm dealing with now. I'm not just being attacked anymore.
5: Mm -hmm. The
3: the attack has already happened. Now it's a situation. So what do I do in this situation? I have to do this thing called switch to sue. right? Mm -hmm. Because my goal is not to keep carrying this man inside of me. My goal is not to keep thinking about it. Over and over again. I don't want to keep triggering anytime I even think something might be happening. For me to walk around and put what you call a perpetual on guard, okay, which I call mild you know, paranoia, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh no, 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 I'm not I'm not gonna be that because but then I'm not free. I'm not free thinking. I'm not free mm-hmm. feeling. I'm still bounded by this action that mm-hmm. someone else did to me. So that means what? I'm enslaved by it. I'm still a victim of it, mm-hmm. right? So when I switch to food and put all the emotions intact upon myself and say, okay, self, I see that you're hurting from this action, from this situation. Okay, what should I do? First of all, I got to get to a point in myself that that thing ain't bigger than me. It ain't stronger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to, I have to acknowledge that inside first of all. Once I get there to make that decision, you see what I'm saying? Now I got to start some emotional releasing. What do I? Am I still holding something against them, Okay, guess what? Let me take that back by forgiving them. I'm taking some power back. If I'm still angry at them, let me take that back, because I'm taking my power
5: back.
3: Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you literally start taking the power back, which then shrinks the incident to this small. Mm. Mentally. Mm -hmm. Mentally. Mentally. Because really it was this big. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
3: It was this big. So now you're shrinking it every day to this small. So when it gets to this small, then you can deal
4: with
3: it. Yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can handle it. When it was too big, you couldn't yeah. handle it. You gotta compact that thing into a compartment lies, situation.
5: Mm.
3: Right there. Right there. Mm. And you get it to a point where it's getting this small, getting this small, to a point where guess what? It's minute. It's minute. It's minute. So now it doesn't become an ongoing trauma. It's not it's not an ongoing thought process. It's not and even if a thought comes into your mind that's even similar to it, then you will say to yourself, Wait a minute, no, I dealt with that. That's not that's not a part of my life now. No, I'm not gonna keep reliving that. And you make yourself you have to get your presence, your presence, your presence in that situation then puts you into, in control of it because, remember, it was this big. It was bigger than you. That's why I kept beating you up. That's why you kept, like, you're the victim. You you know, you're in a fetal position, right? Mm. You're in a fetal position because you feel that bigger than you. See, it's all a mind thing and a heart thing. Yeah,
1: because it's an action. Time yeah. has already took it; it's gone. There's a there's a there's a subject. I, I mean, I I want to ask about it, but I know it's kind of open up in a can of worms. But I'm thinking about what you said: how an incident can change you and change your personality. I've got a friend who is yeah. a, a a Christian yes. preacher, um, and has been married a couple of times. And um, some time back, I visited his church, and he was going on and on and on about, you know, homosexuality and and how um, you know the evils of it and this and that and, and, and these people who don't know if they're male or female. I mean, he was he was to me obsessing about it, and you know, and then I found out the backstory was that his first wife, he found she had had a relationship with another woman, and she confessed to him that she really was not homo... She was not really heterosexual, but her family was not accepting her as she was. So she ended up, you know, coming out, and now she's living her lifestyle openly. But that traumatized him because he felt betrayed because he thought she was one thing, and she actually was using him as a cover... So her family would accept her, and then once she decided she was not going to pretend anymore, she went on with her, her female companion. So he later remarried, and he, lately, his uh, conversation seems to be obsessive in that area. And yeah. I can I, I can see that it is from the personal hurt and feelings of betrayal. But right. also, it, to me, it distorts his message and his ability to receive the inspiration from the divine in such a way that he can help people with their problems because he's still reacting to his internal hurt. That's just my observation.
3: No, you're right. Um, that's, that's
1: so, what it is. you know, when, when something affects you to that degree and you're hurting, how do you know, and unless someone tells you, that your your pain has altered your personality? I mean, how how you... Well, that's
3: just it, though. You may not know. Remember I said, it, it usually comes out of you, but that doesn't mean you're aware of it. Mm. So, as if a close friend or confidant or somebody may have some trust in, if they see it, they need to call him on it and let him know.
5: Yeah.
3: Hey, are you aware that you are? Kind of obsessing about, about this?
1: this a lot. <laughs> you know,
3: repetitively. Yeah. Are you aware? You know, and he may, you know, he's going if to, he, if he's a man of integrity, because, you know, not saying all pastors are, let me just get that out of the way, you know, if, if he's a man of dignity and integrity, he'll say, you know, really? Was I really doing that? Yes, you was. So, and I just want to know, have you healed from that? And that needs to be a question. So it can put him back into a place where he needs to identify what he might have not been healed from because he probably is still holding on some regret. Yeah. Feeling incapacitated as a man that had a woman to do that. Yeah. May not have been all of forgiveness or regret as a man. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I think that's I think that's a hard thing for people to deal with because and I've I've had several male friends and female friends who've had that happen where they were in a relationship with someone and that person later left the relationship and said, Well, I'm I'm really not heterosexual and the person in the relationship, number one, they felt betrayal, number two they felt maybe even a self-blame, like maybe there's something wrong with me, the reason why they turned toward the same sex, you know, maybe I wasn't good enough. So they start projecting guilt on themselves instead of understanding this for whatever reason, this is this person's orientation, it's got nothing to do with me, perhaps they should have been honest with themselves. Before they got in a relationship with me, or maybe they didn't, really didn't know that's themselves. Too logical. Yeah, it's too logical. Too logical. Yeah. People, people don't think logic. logical all the time. Yeah, and emotions sure are not logical.
3: We are logical.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, you know, those kind of. I wish
3: it was. Yeah,
1: that kind of betrayal is You know, is if difficult. everybody
3: thought logical, there would not be a lot of hurt and pain right. in the world. If everybody right. thought, oh, if I do this, will this hurt another person. No, but they don't think. We're, we're more emotional people. Yeah. So,
4: you know, the act of betrayal is something that affects the mind and emotion to an amoeba being because it's an impulsive
3: thought. It's not a, you know, unless you definitely, you have some people who are very revengeful and intentional out there, oh, I'm going to do this on purpose. Mm. I'm going to hurt you on purpose Mm. because I want you to suffer for whatever reason they are. Now that act is on purpose, yeah. that act of portrayal is on purpose. on purpose. We have portrayals of nation, on top of nation. That's true. Leaks of information that shouldn't be leaked or whatever, Anytime you violate in any area, it's betrayal. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, yes. So um, right. I just want to speak to every woman, especially because this is a female solution. If you experience betrayal on any level, any type of violation, please understand you are your own healer. Mm. If you look for healing outside of yourself, you will not get it. It is not in a pill. It is not in an injection. It's not even in anyone else's mouth. Wow. Speak a word. You are your internal healer. You have to heal from the inside out. It is not something you need outside of yourself to heal. If you're struggling with addiction because of a betrayal, alcohol, drugs, whatever, codependency, which is people addiction, you need to make a choice and heal. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to get worse. Betrayal eats at the soul. Okay? It takes away from the inner parts of a human being. And it breaks you down little by little, day by day. Make a choice to eliminate whatever damage has been done. Switch to soothe yourself. Self-preservation. pain, That's all that can give you is pain. But make a decision today
5: to close that chapter of your life and live. Mm. don't
3: Makes exist. Sense. Live.
5: Oh, I like that.
3: Don't exist. Live. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Facebook, for watching. Thank you, YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and let us know how. Let us know if there's any topics that you want uh, us to talk about. We are free
2: and open. It's all right. Thank you, Blog Talk, for listening. And
3: keep mindful. Stay mindful of your being. Stay mindful. All right. Thank you, Ma'am. Is, uh, Dr.
0: Debbie. And we'll see you all again soon. Thank you. Mobile Solutions with Dr.
1: Debbie. And tune in tomorrow for Health and Well-Being with Viata at every AM Eastern at Time. At time and we will be helping you take charge of your health on The, the female,
0: solution female Solution and YouTube at Viata's you Tiny also House. Today's show on The Female Solution. Join us, Facebook us tomorrow page and every day at the, the Female Solution. It's about today's show. Oh,
1: grand an rising
0: to my our Monday website, morning mindfulness host, Therapeutic for the healing www. insight. Com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Mm-hmm. On behalf
1: of our team of radio hosts. I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from
0: all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Aringato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John France, merci. Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medassi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Nghiabonga, Senegal, Geret, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Kodas, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.